You're listening to Tarot Talk, and I'm your host, Holly Ramey. I'm going to serve you some practical magic and give you tips and tools to bring the mystical into your everyday life. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode number 17 of Tarot Talk. I'm your host, Holly Ramey. And today I'm going to answer a listener question. So we took a little break for a while to do some interviews and um, yeah, now I'm back to answering some questions. So if you want to send in a question, please do. I'd love to answer it for you through the lens of the tarot, fill out the form on my website and uh sends it in. Try to be as concise as possible. Also in your, um, in your question, let me know how you'd like me to refer to you. First name, last name, initials, anonymous, um, and just make it as concise, as efficient as possible, but also with a few specific details so I can really hone in on what the problem is and what the exact question is. Okay, you guys. So the question that I chose to answer today I feel like it's pretty universal um, and it's about should I go it alone, right? Should I stay in this partnership? And I think we all have been in this place where whether it's a romantic partnership, a business partnership, a friendship, there comes a point where we ask ourselves, is it worthwhile to stay or should I go it alone? So this question comes in from Charles and he asks, I have a question concerning a business partnership I'm involved in. I worry that I'm putting all the work in with research and development and I'm getting second guess at every decision. It's very frustrating. I just want to know if I can make this work or should I go it alone? Okay, Charles, uh, let's dive right into the cards. I pulled a specific spread with three cards to start for the situation, the outcome, and the path to take. So for the situation, I pulled the Queen of Cups in the reverse position, and the Queen of Cups is a deeply sensitive, emotional, empathic, and giving personality. In her shadow side, in her reversal, she tends to give a lot and not receive. And that is exactly the situation that you described to me in your question, where you said you feel like you are doing all the work without getting anything in return. The only thing you feel like you're getting in return is second-guessed. Right, And then the outcome, I pulled the Knight of Cups, who in the upright position is someone who can be a little bit emotionally volatile, but in his his true light, he is also deeply creative. And when he applies his kind of fiery energy to that creativity, he's really able to put something out into the world and make his art a reality. So I see that there is a huge potential for you here in whatever this business venture is to actually birth it out into the world in a really tangible way. The path to take is the six of wands, and this is a card about victory and success and achievement, but it's through hard work and balance, right? So let's dive a little deeper into this. Now, 
To represent the partnership between you, I pull the Four of Wands reversed. Now, in its upright position, the Four of Wands is known for stability and celebration, and it's often called the marriage card, as two people are kind of standing in celebration under what looks like a, a chuppah, right? Or a marriage altar. And <clears throat> with that, from the liminal space, I pulled not my monkeys, not my circus. So what I'm seeing here with the four of wands reversed is the instability in this relationship and that it's really not your your shit, right? It's not your monkeys and it's not your circus. So whatever kind of questioning and conflict that is coming up in this relationship isn't really about you. But the more that you continue to give to it, the the less and less that you seem to to receive. Um, and it can be easy, especially in that Queen of Cups energy, to take this personally because she is so deeply sensitive and empathic that she she tends to pick up on the emotions of others. And if she's not careful, she tends to hold on to them and try to take responsibility for them. But with not my monkeys, not my circus, you really have to tell yourself that other people's emotional baggage is not yours to carry. Okay? So this is going to this is going to mean setting really really strong boundaries if you decide to stay in this partnership. The 4 of wands reversed tells me that there's not much stability here and that there's really not much that you can do about it because these problems are not your own. So the best thing for you to do is to create very, very strong boundaries with the uh, emotional um, kind of baggage that you're willing to pick up and carry. Now, Obviously, this is a business partnership, and but you know, emotions exist in these two, so we have to be really mindful. With the outcome, I am pulling the chariot, and to me, Charles, this card is showing me a huge burst of forward motion, and the image used in the chariot for uh, the, the deck that I'm using, which is the Way Home Tarot is one of the salmon swimming upstream. So if I'm going to be really specific and clear about this, this is a this is a journey that he takes alone. And I'm pulling with this from the liminal space deck, the primary problem with language is its magic. And that tells me that there is a large issue here of communication within this partnership. These this combination of cards does tell me that I think going it alone <clears throat> would be a very successful option for you. Now, the path to take with the Six of Wands, I see the Queen of Pentacles. And then when asked if this would be a, an opportunity for you to go it alone and be quite successful because the Queen of Pentacles legitimately is quite successful, especially with the tangible things in life, career and money. And the card that I pulled from the liminal space is yes. Simple as that. So this is a pretty straightforward reading. Um, you know, the chariot is this really 
furious, fast burst of masculine energy that can really get us to where we need to go. And seeing that over the six of wands, which is a card, another fire card about victory and success and rising up tells me that on your own, you really could rise up above that instability and, um, you know, not really trying to carry what's not yours. And I believe that if you do kind of take on some of that emotional baggage, it will slow you down. I I think you would be able to get to where you're going, but it would be much more difficult and it would, again, slow you down. Um, and with the primary problem with language is it's magic, you know, where you're asked to look at the way that you communicate and and the instability and the miscommunication that exists within this relationship. Um, language is powerful. The words we say and what we do is a really powerful thing. And so if you're often feeling um, unmatched, in your creative passion and there are there is a lot of frustration and a lot of miscommunication um this is going to show in your business right this is going to come forward to your potential clients to maybe your potential investors to whoever it is that you are trying to um work with at this time And so thinking very deeply about what is happening on the inside of the business, because uh, that language, that magic is going to be projected outwards as well. So something you want to think carefully about. The Queen of Pentacles is the ruler of the pentacle suit in the feminine energy. And I see, you know, moving from the queen of cups into the queen of pentacles is moving from someone who is giving and giving and giving into someone who has found um, a lot of stability. Um, The pentacles as the earth suit are the most stable and the resources that we draw from them last the longest. And so I do see opportunity here for you to create a lot of stability in the business and a lot of value and worth in the resources that you create around it. However, I'm pulling both the Six of Wands and the Queen of Pentacles reversed. So that means that there's going to have to be a bit of work to get there. And I I think that for you, some of this work is going to be to set some really strong and healthy boundaries with this partnership or potentially go it alone. And it may be that one leads into the other because often when we set boundaries, we see reflected back to us all the ways that the person that we are setting boundaries with benefited from you not having any. And so in setting those boundaries, you may, the relationship may just naturally kind of dissolve on its own. Um, because if your partner is used to you putting in all the work and then you stop doing that, then it may not feel valuable to your partner either. Um, So I hope that this helps. And, you know, the phrase that keeps coming to my mind is just like, let people show you who they are. 
right? Because we have projections about who we want them to be or what we feel that our potential or their potential could be. But these are just our own egoic projections. And it's really important to step outside of what we think someone is or what we think their potential is and to truly meet them where they are. And in this moment, Charles, it seems that this partnership is not in a place of balance, not in a place of stability. Your partner is actively showing you what they are capable of. So pay attention to that and set boundaries around it in the here and now. Okay? So... I hope that this helps and I hope that some of this resonated with everyone else out there too. Stay tuned for the next segment of the show and I'm going to share with you a forecast for the upcoming new moon in Sagittarius. See you in a bit. Okay, my loves, welcome to the second portion of the show. It is a new moon in Sagittarius coming up this Tuesday, November 26th, and the new moon, the exact moon, I believe will occur around 9 a.m. ish central time. Check it out in your time zone. The moon stays in each sign about two days, right? So we have a little time to work with it. Sometime early Tuesday morning through Wednesday evening would be a great time to practice any ritual Uh, in line with this new moon in Sagittarius. And the new moon is the beginning of a new moon cycle. So following the cycles of the moon teaches us to allow for change, to allow for different types of energy in our lives. There is time for expression and expansion. There is time for reflection and release. So the new moon to me feels like a big seed being planted and that's why I hold new moon ceremonies and we set our intentions and we plant new seeds for the next cycle or seeds that are potentially going to grow over many cycles depending on what we're working with. So every new moon happens in a different sun sign and the new moon always happens in the same sign that the sun is in. So we shifted into Sagittarius season and out of Scorpio season on the 22nd. And a few days before that, Mercury moved in out of retrograde. So Mercury direct gives us an extra push forward and this 
shift from water, deep, intense, mysterious Scorpio, and into the fiery Sagittarius season, you might be feeling a little bit of a shift in energy. I know over the last few weeks of Scorpio season, and Mercury retrograde, I was starting to really feel the heaviness of what was being offered up to let go of. And that's really what the Mercury retrograde asks us to do is to reflect, to review, and to look deeply at some of the kind of subterranean wounds or aspects of ourselves that we can refine or release. And so... And with Scorpio, this kind of deep, intense, watery sign, it it felt a little heavy, a little confusing, a little mysterious, right? And so the fire of Sag... And the, di- and the Mercury moving direct can start to allow for some clarity, some more movement, some more action, and the active integration of what lessons came up during Mercury retrograde. So Sagittarius is a mutable fire sign. It's a very masculine yang energy. It's transpersonal. So we're looking at our relationship um, to the collective, not just ourselves. And it's associated with Jupiter, which is a planet of expansion, and Chiron, the wounded healer. And the, you know, the kind of key phrase for this sign is like our need to explore and expand the horizons of our minds and of our world. And that's why this sign is often really associated with higher learning, with philosophical and metaphysical learnings and teachings, and also with travel, with world travel, with um, being open-minded, being really Um, exploratory, adventurous, having this really freedom-loving, optimistic attitude, Sag is the archer, you know, pointing that arrow up at the stars, always looking to expand in some way, influenced by Jupiter. So these are really skillful applications of the sign, but in the unskillful applications, we can see Sag being a little bit um, ungrounded, their head too high in the clouds, always looking up, right? Never focused down into the more tangible reality, um, feeling a little exaggerated or scatterbrained. They could also be kind of blunt um, and straightforward, not very sensitive to other people's feelings, kind of saying like it is and um, you know, that kind of fiery Aries, uh, Sag fire sign Leos, um, they can just kind of throw it out there. Um, I think all fire signs share that trait. So every sign has, you know, skillful and unskillful applications. And that's what we really want to look at when we're moving into the energy of a new sun sign in how we can take those applications and internalize them in useful ways or not so useful ways. So With the new moon in Sagittarius, the intentions can be around working with the energy of this fire. And where do we want to explore and expand in our mind and in our world? So I pulled a tarot spread for us for this new moon. 
And I'm going to start to break it down for you. I asked three specific questions. So what we're releasing, what the energy of this new moon in Sag is bringing to the collective, and then what we're moving into. It's actually a really gorgeous reading. So what we are releasing, I pulled the page of pentacles with expand time from the liminal space deck. And I'm also using the way home tarot and we've, we've been planting seeds, right? The page is this very kind of like new open-minded energy in the, um, in the suit of pentacles, which is earth. So it shows the work that we've been doing to plant new seeds, to start over again, especially in regards to the way that we support ourselves and time has been expanded for us to do so. Now, we can start to release that weight, right? We can start to release the the patience and the work that we needed. We have kind of allowed for a new sense of receptivity. The Ace of Cups is coming through here to show us how much we've really up-leveled our self-love game. And that's killer, you guys. That's fucking killer because... You know, self-care is one thing, taking care of the physical body, but self-love and really developing presence and consciousness is a whole other thing. And that's what really that Mercury retrograde in Scorpio asks us to do is just like look into the depths of our souls and see some of these wounds that are ready to be healed and witness them with so much love and compassion. And, And the fact that we've been willing to do so and, and we've stayed the course even through the intensity is like now we're ready to be rewarded. So the new moon in Sag message is the emperor reversed with the wheel of fortune reversed and check to self, which in the liminal space is a spell, right? It's a check when we write so that we cash in on what we have been owed. And so the medicine here with this new moon in Sagittarius is a shift in perspective, is a new way to see things as fortunate and to step out of the misfortune, out of the blind spots, out of the ways of perceiving life that have been holding us back from collecting the abundance that we are owed. And this is really an opportunity to elevate our minds. And so we're working a lot here with the energy of the the mind and moving what was in unconscious into our consciousness and what that's bringing up for us is a lot of healing around the second chakra through the use of creating healthy boundaries through the use of being able to see our desires and allow for them without guilt or shame and really leveling up our self-worth so that we feel really deserving of the abundance that's coming in. 
Because what happens when we don't feel like we deserve it is we find a way to spend it and release it so that even if we get really good at success in our careers or making money or bringing in connections, we'll find a way to sabotage it, right? We'll find a way to lose that because deep down we don't have that deservability, right? And so... Six of Swords coming through for what we're moving into. Six of Swords is the moment. And listen, you guys, the swords, the sword suit is a tough suit, right? There's not many cards in that suit that are positive, but the six is that pivotal moment where we come into balance in the mind and where we say, okay. I've got this fear, I've got this self-doubt, I've got whatever ego story, and instead of resisting it, believing it, walking down that path and continuing the cycle of the story, I'm going to acknowledge it and then shift it, okay? So this could look this could look like what there's a million stories that we play, right? There's a million stories that we play. But last week or two weeks ago on the full moon, I pulled Haunted by Ghosts, right? I pulled those ghosts, those stories, those old wounds that have been passed down to us. Listen, you guys, whether they came and were taught to us in our childhood or they're part of actually our ancestral lineage of these stories that we inherited, it doesn't matter. The only thing that matters now is that we wake up to them and we bring them from our unconscious mind into our conscious mind and we start to see them from a new perspective. We start to see them as stories and not as truth. We start to to disconnect from them so that we don't believe them to be who we are. We are not our thoughts and we are not our emotions. There is something beyond that. And when we practice consciousness, then we can start to see the stories that serve us and the stories that don't. And uh, there's a a woman on Instagram, Jessica Dior, and she posts, um, she's a psychologist and she posts tarot cards and um, she writes about them from a, a psychological viewpoint. And with the Six of Swords, I remember reading specifically, she says, you know, the swords are stuck in the boat in the rider weight imagery. And if we pull the sword out, like the boat will fill with water and start to sink. Like we've got to bring the swords along with us. We've got to bring our self-doubt and our self-judgment and our self-criticism, whatever it is. We've got, we've got to bring them along with us. We can't throw out the ego. We need it. It keeps us safe, right? But we can start to understand that The ego doesn't have to drive our actions, that we can respond rather than react. And when we start to do that, we start to trust ourselves more. And when we start to trust ourselves more, we start to believe new stories where we are always safe and we are always worthy of all good things of all good things, you guys, and elevate, right? This card from the liminal space, that's what it asks us to do. It asks us to elevate and 
and change our thinking because what we expect, we will get. You know that saying that worry is a prayer to the universe for the things you don't want is fucking true. So what if our intentions are up at the stars, just like the archer, just like Sag is pointing his arrow up at the stars. So what if we set our intentions higher? What if we elevate our perspective and then expect it and know that we are worthy of it? All right, you guys, I'm feeling this reading today. It's going to be good. And then the eight of wands I love this card. It is this fiery um, bolt of lightning striking the earth and illuminating all of these wands on the ground that you may have not been able to see before. And so the, the motivation and the determination that we bring to the situation will be exemplified and clarity will be magnified. The eight of wands, right? The fire energy moves quickly. So rapid action and movement forward is what the eight of wands really represents. It allows us to see things that were not seen before, right? It allows us, like I said earlier, to integrate some of the lessons that came up over the past month during that Mercury retrograde and then integrate them into some sort of positive change and transformation. I do feel that with all of the eights in the tarot, we have the opportunity for positive change and transformation, right? Spirit split here is a decision that we have to make. A decision, uh, spirit split is the card in the liminal space, the last one I pulled, um, is the decision that we make, you know? And to me, like spirit split, there's a, there's, it's a, it is a picture of a sign and one way is towards spirit and one way is pointing towards split, right? And it's like the decision we make, are we moving towards spirit or are we becoming split? Um, you know, they say there's like a fine line between genius and insanity. Like, are we willing to walk that line? And, and I feel like when we do spiritual growth and we walk this path, this sacred spiral, we often start to have to look at the way that we've been living and disconnect from some of the stories that we've been living inside. And when we start to do the work of Wheel of Fortune Reverse, when we start to break out of these cycles, we do feel a little crazy. We've got to grieve those stories. Sometimes we have to grieve the part of ourselves that needed those stories in order to feel safe and protected, that needed those stories in order to feel accepted, that needed those stories in order to feel loved. And some of those stories might be fantasy, might be the childhood fantasies that we came up with of of feeling like we are going to be rescued or whatever that is. And then we've got to grieve the fact that we are the only ones that are going to come and save ourselves, right? So the spirit split tells me that it's not without grief. It's not without isolation or loneliness that this healing comes. Uh, and, And sometimes letting go of these stories means that we have to let go of situations, external circumstances, situations and circumstances that 
strengthened them and fueled them, whether that's uh, the way that we show up in relationships, the way that we show up at our job. People will not look at us the same. We have to be willing to be misunderstood. The path of healing is not an easy one, and that's why everyone's not on it. It takes courage. It takes a lot of strength. And so being mindful of that, and, and if you feel that, and you're listening to this podcast, I'm sure you're on this journey. Like I'm here with you. We're all in this together and you are definitely not alone in that feeling um, of confusion, of grief, of isolation, of feeling misunderstood. That's all part of it too. But the six of swords asks us to remember that this is not the end. This is not the way the story ends, right? This is just the process of healing. We've got to feel it. I say this all the time. We've got to feel it to heal it. So letting those emotions come up, come out and come through. Don't push them away, right? But also don't hold on to them and attach to them and and feel like they somehow define you because they don't. All right, you guys, so much beautiful work being done here. I'm really excited for this upcoming new moon in Sag. Um, Plant your seeds and plant them higher than you might usually, right? Elevate your perception of what you think is possible and expect and know that you are worthy of the abundance that will come from it. Pay attention to the second chakra, right? This is the chakra of movement, Move your physical body as much as you can. I know here in the Northern Hemisphere, we're moving into winter and we can feel a little bit more stagnant. Try to get up, get out, still take walks, even if they're small and brisk or, uh, you know, just get on your mat and, you know, do 10 minutes of yoga or Pilates or stretching every day. It will help to shift your perspective and expect that uh, what it is that you're looking to change, the intentions, the seeds that you're planting now will be uh, coming through rather quickly with this eight of wands, right? There will be rapid action and movement. I thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast and this download. Um, I wanted to read for you really quickly a new review that came in last month. And this is from RLW300. And she writes, I love this because her um, headline is Consider This Review the Universe. And um, she or he, I don't know says, Tarot Talk is an easy listen. I walk away feeling seen almost every episode. Holly's confidence is contagious, and I am grateful she shares her wisdom and methods. She makes magic simple and easy to make your own. Thank you so much, RLW300. I'm so happy that you feel seen, and now I feel seen, and that is such a beautiful thing. Um, If you guys love this podcast and you enjoy it, I would so appreciate your reviews and your ratings. You could take a moment and pause the podcast now if you're not driving and just click on the five stars or write a few quick lines for me. It just helps other people find the podcast and that's really helpful. You could also support it with a small monthly donation through Anchor of a dollar or two. Um, 
I'm hoping to get some new equipment in the next few months just to upgrade my uh, quality of what I'm offering out to you guys. And if you are in the Nashville area, I'll be offering a new moon ceremony the evening of Tuesday, uh, November 26th at at 6 30 p.m. So I'd love to see you there. I also have a workshop coming up in December in Nashville to celebrate the winter solstice and that will include restorative Indian yoga, Reiki healing, and um, a lot of really beautiful relaxation and restoration techniques to get you through the busyness of the holiday season. And then in January, I'm going to relaunch the Sacred Wheel Tarot course, and that will be available for you again I think I'm not exactly sure of when I'm going to start the pre-sale. It's either going to be right before the holidays or right after. So stay tuned for that. Thank you so much for being here with me. I'm wishing you new moon and Sagittarius blessings, and I will see you in a few weeks. Take care. 